Welcome to yet another episode of Shortcast over Coffee. Today my guest is Lakshmi Sharat. Lakshmi is a well-known traveler and writer who has been to 50 countries and counting. She is an inspiration for solo women travelers and motivates them to explore the world on their own. She is also the recipient of India's best travel blog award in the year 2008. She shares tips, itineraries and stories from her trips on her blog at lakshmisharat.com. She is also a brilliant travel writer and was a columnist for the Hindu Metro Plus. This is part 1 of a two-part episode with Lakshmi. In this episode, we talk about her early career in the media and how her penchant for travel started. Part 2 of this episode will be on her travel to Japan, especially the city of Kyoto and meeting with Roger Federer. Let's now get into the conversation. Hi Lakshmi, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for uh, having me over. I'm looking forward to this session. Cool. Um you're quite a veteran in the travel blogging world, uh, having started your blog in 2005 and we'll get get to that very soon. Uh but you almost had 15 years of experience in in the media world too. Uh tell me a bit more about that, your your background in education. I'm a mass comm student and um, I've studied in Bombay I did my uh, mass comm way back in the 90s so I I I say that I'm somebody who was in the cusp of the analog and the digital era because when I studied mass comm ironically uh internet still hadn't come to India there were no mobile phones in India um uh, we were pretty much living in the analog era even photography was taught to us with you know TPs and films and uh so you know the good old analog world which seems so far away so i started in that analog era and i used to be a bit of a writer even during my college days we used to um a, a, a friend and i virtually ran a, a neighborhood newspaper together and uh, a neighborhood newspapers were completely uh something very very um, you know people hadn't heard of it this was in chennai and i grew up in chennai so i when during my college days in chennai i Uh, a friend and i we used to do this neighborhood newspaper we used to after college go and work and uh, and i used to do a lot of writing i used to write for a lot of uh, uh, you know city based tabloids and uh, a lot of little magazines and i always enjoyed writing even when i was in uh, college so i all wanted to obviously uh, you know get into journalism or mass comm and then the you know it was only in bombay that some of the best colleges were at that point of time although i did try over a few in uh, chennai and bangalore but um, you know I, i mean glad i got into bombay because it gave me my entire media life of 15 years uh, out of which five full years were in bombay where i was based in bombay i so i was like 21 when i landed in bombay and i got into the whole television world at that time and tv was more of not what it is like today it was not about reality shows and it was not about all these talk shows and more a lot of feature program or of lifestyle program a lot of content a lot of uh, you know focus was on um, you know stories which are more lifestyle people are travel and that's how when i think i got my entire interest in travel also because um, i started traveling a lot even before that i in fact i done my first international trip um, in my college days when and like i said and those were days when uh, internet or mobile phones had still not come to india and uh, but i'll come to that later but i think that's where my but overall that's where my love of travel started and after i when i started my career in media um, digital suddenly 
became a thing, you know, four or five years later. Uh, the first digital boom started around 2000 and then uh, it, it quickly rose and then it quickly flopped. And then a lot of people lost their jobs. And, and then again, I went into broadcast when I went into radio and I was setting up radio stations across. And by then I had made this transition from uh, a content communication kind of a role to a business head kind of a role, operations kind of a role. I was setting up radio stations. I was getting into the nitty gritties of media. I was getting into the business of media to some extent. And it was great. I mean, I, I love my media career. I still love it. Uh, but I just felt at some point of time that I was just stuck to the cabin. I mean, no matter how uh, how much of opportunities I was getting, it was still within the media environment. It was still within the, um, you know, the corporate life. Uh, you know, you're just moving from one uh, level to another level, you know. But end of the day, I wasn't, I felt I wasn't evolving uh, as a person. I wasn't growing because I was giving almost 20 hours to my job. And, uh, and somewhere I felt that I wanted more out of life. Uh, so I decided to just step back and take a sabbatical. And uh, and then when I took a sabbatical, I went into rural Karnataka and I went into uh, exploring uh, a lot of little villages. I went into the whole Faisala country, the whole Malnad region. Um, I traveled to almost 20, 30 Faisala temples. Uh, I've saw them, some of the key doors, you know, some of the temples, I opened the doors myself and some I traveled with my cousin and uh, we we discovered ruins in the middle of nowhere. We would suddenly walk into a place and it would just uh, burst into a scenery with, you know, sunflower uh, fields. We would walk into someone's home and they would give us coffee and uh, we would be talking to someone and they would just invite us over I mean, it, it was nice, just just so different from the usual uh, boardroom and corporate life and, you know, uh, world that I had been in. And um, and I guess somewhere in me, I always wanted to kind of slow down because 15 years of my career, both in Bombay and Bangalore and in different aspects of media had been pretty much overwhelming. And, uh, and I felt that I needed a break. Uh, and 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 look at life in a very different perspective, and I think that's what travel was to me because travel always started with not like like most travelers do, which is just to experience a destination or just do a destination as they say or look at the sights and sounds. Uh, it was more for me to do with my own experience, my own growth, my own journey, and of course every destination you know, uh, the journey becomes the destination in most cases. Did your career in the media coincide with the whole proliferation of, or start of proliferation of cable channels in India? Or was it before that? Was it only DD? No, no, no. We were pretty much, uh, uh, the, the cable boom had started and all the star and MTV and all of that had already started. It was not that old of fossil, I would think. <laughs> it's just that the digital era had not yet come and it was a height of TV. So, but it was not the news TV. It was more like, you know, you know, we had a lot of lifestyle shows. We, I, was, I was working on this show called the Amul India show, which was sponsored by Amul. And it used to be a lot of panache and a lot of, you know, I mean, there was Bollywood, but there was also a lot of art and theater and lifestyle. And it was like what lifestyle publications were all about. And I was producing, I was, I started as a correspondent and went on to a producer of the show. But we would do a lot of trend stories. We would also do a lot of human interest stories. We would also talk to a lot of few people. And uh, we would also cover topics which are not just about lifestyle or page three kind of stuff uh, 
but it gave me like a great grounding and then we would cover like i've covered politics for mtv i've done shows with mtv kind of style of covering you know talking to politicians and following them on their election trail um and then i've also gone and done business interviews for and i've gone and interviewed like say um you know infosys and various ceos of various companies both it and non it used to talk about real estate so you know it gave me a overall uh, perspective to a lot of uh, because it's it's so much just packed into that four five years that i was in tv and i was in content and at that time the company that i was working at was called tv18 which is now cnbc but at that time tv18 was more like a software we, we would create content we call themselves a software provider but software not in the it sense but in the sense we would create content for various channels so business lifestyle entertainment you know page 3 road show in fact i started with a road show on cars and bikes and uh, the soft stories also so there was there was a like overall a very interesting mix and i i got a very good introduction and plus it was bombay and you know all that jazz about being in bombay and um, so it it was it was a great experience and and internet or digital had just started coming in nobody even knew um, i mean we just started having understanding what an email was like and we just started we would ra- rarely go and check google or wifi and all these were like not at all still in our vocabulary so as to speak uh, i think emails was the only one thing that we knew and of course mobile phones slowly started coming in and um, yeah but so and then the first digital boom i think websites and all that started in about 2000 just at the cusp of um, you know 2099 2000 and uh, that's when a lot of uh, people joined website i mean online uh, even i did i joined a company called lycos asia which had like which was a singapore based company and they had like 14 um, portals across uh, asia but then september 11th happened and they just decided to pull out of asia except for singapore there was all all the uh, offices were closed so so a lot of a lot of us got laid off and you know i i have also had that experience of getting laid off and uh, way back so i think it it's no big deal and uh, and um, so and then that, that and that was the first dot com uh, you know people started understanding that it was just a, a you know the boom and the bust happened very quickly and then i went back to traditional media but this time with into radio and um, and i had joined i joined two radio stations it was mirchi i was the programming head of it in chennai and then i joined big fm where we moved like i said in, from content creation into being a business head and then you know setting up radio stations and i took over the responsibility of south because that's where um, i i i was kind of oriented uh, you know so i i became like the south head and we launched a lot of radio stations um and and so getting to understand audiences getting to understand their preferences getting to understand the pulse of the market all that was something which uh, was uh, you know something i learned in media itself during your work did you get to travel a lot Oh yes so during my tv days got a lot of traveling to be done and uh, we used to do a lot of shoots in and around bombay we used to go to small towns we used to go to a lot of little places and i got to go do my international shoots as well um and uh, during um radio of course i started setting up radio stations across south india so every time i would go for a business meeting and then i would just like you know go around and look for places and you know things like that and look at small little getaways and things like that while while doing my tv uh, assignments i would travel around bombay initially and we would go into nooks we would go into 
places around sometimes outskirts of the city to be you know to beaches and those days half of these places were still like really remote villages and um, we'd go to pune nasik you know places around Mar in maharashtra but i've also done a lot of international a uh, couple of international assignments came i did my first travel we had a travel show uh, and i did a first travel show in singapore where i actually on the go had to uh, edit about or create 13 stories we of course had a host would be there but then i used to do the scripting and the direction of it and we had a couple another correspondent helping me out and then another uh, you know the camera crew and all and we would like go all around singapore shooting and and again you must appreciate that this was more than 20 25 years ago so people are not used to i mean today everybody is carrying mics and cameras and you know ravaging every destination but those days it was still novel to do that and but it was quite an experience because we would script on the go we would write up stories on the go and we would get you know research and we didn't have like internet and things so much you know it's not like i had a mobile phone and i could just google stuff so we had to collect a lot of information also locally we had a guide and we talked to a lot of locals and pull pick out a lot of information and put it all into a script format all a lot of it on the go so so we had a lot of fun doing all of that uh, because it was it was it was interesting and it was different and uh, and in my tv days not no one day was the same i mean like one day would be shooting bollywood the next day would be shooting something in travel on they would be talking to uh we cover a deep story on hiv positive some other day we'll be talking about theater some day we'll do a page 3 so you know every day would be different some days we'll do business and then i moved to bangalore to head the bureau and then in bangalore we cover a lot of offbeat destinations you know uh resorts close by bangalore had a lot of these undiscovered places at that time a lot of people still were not traveling like the way we were traveling here again i'm talking about something which is more than um, you know almost 25 years ago so a lot of it was new uh, even fashion shows were new relatively speaking coffee was new so a lot of lifestyle changes were happening in bangalore bangalore itself was on the cusp of change at that point of time so we would cover a lot of that for television and uh, and and i would also write at that time so i think uh, i that kind of travel was always there so you know uh, exploring nooks and corners of places and, and cities and towns and going into off beach destinations and um, and radio of course was a different kind of travel where when i was setting up radio stations i would go look for an office space or go to a meeting and then i would get like a break and i would just go into see some off beach temple or a fort or walk into some meadows somewhere or into a village and just sit and have you know coffee or chai with the locals and talk to them or into some bustling market so for me travel was never about um just destinations it had to be exotic it, it, it's it's just about the experience of you know just meeting people and imbibing the culture of a place and just because i always believe that people make places and you know talking to people was enough to kind of experience a destination sometimes yeah you bring an interesting point where you say in media no two days are alike right i have i've talked to people who work in the film industry and the media and this is one thing that they say in common is that they just love that whole impromptuness and the th- the whole process of making a content uh, and and that really drives them uh, more to be than- honest i miss that i i really miss that especially in this instagram days where everything is so structured and so formatted and i mean 
they tell you that you can experiment but it is all within a format and a structure given to you okay this will go viral and this won't go viral and you know so it's i think the whole fun of media was the whole unpredictable world it was in like every day was a high uh, it 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 was i mean for me especially the first 5 years of my media career when i was in bombay was one of the most uh, what do i use the word most overwhelming and most challenging in a way because i was also in my early 20s and um, i was navigating a new city we were also moving from the analog to digital era we were also like kind of and we didn't know it at that time but it was also about like i said the whole uh, you know one like i said every day was a was a new experience like one day i'm i'm talking to some real estate uh, mogul the next day i'm doing a page 3 art exhibition and the third day i'm i'm in interviewing a celebrity socialite like shobhadi fourth day i'm in i'm shoe i'm covering a bollywood event <laughs> you know it's it's such a uh, bombay itself is such a maximum city that it pushes you and when you are in a world where you know everything is just happening now and it's happening right now you know and it's not even news i mean you can imagine how news would be news would be even more like you know have the pulse of the market thing would be so fast but your lifestyle itself was so much fun and you would never know where you're going because you're also a rookie and you're a, you know a small little trainee correspondent you have no clue where you're going uh tomorrow what your assignments are going to be where you're going to land up and uh suddenly my once one day my boss called and told me that let's do a human interest story and let's cover you know uh people who are you know hiv positive and get them to tell their stories and i'm like nobody's going to tell their stories i mean this is we are talking about late 90s i mean no one's going to come on camera and start talking about she was like no no you should give it a try and uh, and that was quite a quite an experience for for meeting people who are hiv was a, such a taboo subject at that point of time meeting them going to all these places you know sometimes i would get a lot, lot of sneers and jibes but you know you take it all in your stride i mean i don't know if i'm i'm that thick skin now but you know those days it just didn't matter you know you just want to you know move on with get get or get your things done and and also it's another thing is it's not just about a story end of the day it, you it it makes you more sensitive it makes you more aware of a lot of things it teaches you how to deal with people you can't just walk up and put a mic in someone's face and say aja you are hiv sensitive tell me your story you can't do that you have to sit and talk to them find out if they're comfortable find out if they're okay you know we would we would do a lot of you know um videos where we would blur their faces then itself we would you know get their voice recordings we would take their shadows we would take a lot of cutaways you know we would create we would do it more like a storytelling process rather than just put someone's thrust their mic on just just for sensationalism but to get them to even agree to that was was a lot of you know talking about them drugs. right yeah yeah i mean you have you you have to listen to their story because they need to be willing to talk they need to be willing to you know be comfortable coming on camera and they have to figure they have to feel that it's not for a story they're doing but to create awareness because at the end of the day we were also not doing it because we are not some um, commercial thing that we were just doing it to get some we wanted people to say that it was all right even 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 a channel like even 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 lifestyle channels were saying it's fine you know and there are people who are fighting battles and taboos and they are able to move on with life and 
you know and it was not an easy thing to say and and these are very gray areas we're talking about people's lives it, like i said it's not just another story that i'm you know that, that you can just go and uh, thrust someone's mic so even to so i learned a lot of sense i learned how to be sensitive how to be open to criticism how to be open to and i mean how how and and also you feel how privileged you are because it's not it's not about going out there because you're talking about someone's life here you know so a lot of these things kind of uh, makes you a very different person at the end of the day yeah yeah coming back to traveling um you just decided one fine day that okay now i'm going to start exploring the world or no actually how did your family said, react to it um okay so i um i i was working 20 22 hours uh, non stop and uh, during in when i was between mirchi and big fm itself i started my blogging it was in 2005 when i was still with mirchi and uh, i i started my blog at that time because very like i i had this I, i had this extreme curiosity about any new platform at that point of time i don't think i'm like that now i'm like oh not another platform that's my reaction at this point of time but those days i would always experiment with anything that used to um come in and um, and so when i started blogging i first started actually at at a personal blog way back in 2004 and it was more like a diary but it was also not a, not so much just a personal diary where i'm writing like a journal but it used to be a little bit of my observations or i would mostly to practice my writing and practice my um, you know like i would just go for a walk and write my observations or i would talk about you know an an experience that was oh, you know overwhelming or a particular topic that mattered a lot to me so these it was a place for me to just uh, just you know kind of um, i mean it was it was a kind of place for me to also express myself but at the same time also keep in touch with my writing uh, but uh, eventually i started doing traveling travel writing because i enjoyed traveling i always enjoyed traveling since i was a kid my mother always used to say that i had wheels in my feet so ever since i was a kid i've been traveling a lot and uh, fortunately unfortunately my grandfather um, was also a bit of an avid uh, traveler and he had taken me on a my first international tour in the 90s and that's what i was saying during my college days um i went uh, he's a, he was a coffee planter and he also had a company which was in the coffee industry and he wanted to take a group of uh, directors um and he wanted to take this company uh, uh you know team to um, to study coffee practices overseas and the first uh, one of the first country we went to was uh, australia new zealand and southeast asia so uh, so out of the blue one day he just came and asked me whether i would be interested in coming with him and i was still a teenager but 18 19 years old i didn't even own a pair of jeans um, like i said this was the time when uh, we we were still very much in the uh, android world we didn't even know we didn't even know what mobile phones were we didn't even know what internet was we had not even heard these words you know um, and i i my knowledge of australia and new zealand is only what i've read about or what, you know so so i obviously was very excited and it was a 28 day trip and i decided to go with him and uh, i learned a lot and those days i saw people own, having mobile phones in in airports and i was like what is this you know and uh, someone asked me do you have an email and i'm like what's email 
you know and we we didn't understand any of these things at that time and uh, this was even with, when i was still like, graduating and then when i came back to chennai and uh, that's when i said you know something had changed inside me you know i i really wanted to see the world after that i had not even traveled besides bangalore i had not even traveled outside chennai except maybe to my our hometown villages in tenaveli ooty uh, and bangalore and you know like i would i would have traveled to five six places and i had already done my first international trip and uh, so then that's one of the reasons i wanted to study in bombay because i wanted to get out of that full you know you, you feel like you're a little frog in the well kind mm. of a thing and you want to just get out and see the world see the pieces around you and um, also since we we were in a slightly conservative uh, society we still had a cloistered existence so even to go to streets or three streets away from our house we had to get permission and we can't take public transport and go and you always had to be chaperoned and all of that so somewhere all that was very limiting and when i used to even work for a neighborhood newspaper i used to make they used to make fun of me because i've never gotten into a public bus also and uh, i i always that and my school was opposite my house my college was close by so you know somewhere in my mind i felt like i had to see the world and i had to be prepared for it like if i if i had to be this cloistered existence i would not even have the you know i won't even have the guts to explore beyond the four walls you know and 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 also i wanted to definitely wanted to explore see something new see something different uh, and that was probably one reason why i decided to move out of chennai and get to bombay and uh, get into the media because that gives you a perspective that nowhere else you get so i didn't think i would get into travel full time i didn't even think that tra- i always thought travel is going to be a part of my life i always said it's a way of life it's never a career or i'm not a travel agent or a tour operator i'm not yet rather and for me it was travel was always about an experience that that i get as a for a, as a person you know so when each time you travel it just widens your perspective so that is how my whole travel uh, i mean that's how i felt about travel so so all these experiences like i said was in the back of my mind so when i took a sabbatical the first thing that i decided was to travel so first i went on a holiday to europe and that was my first europe trip because i had been to australia new zealand i had been to singapore malaysia i had been to uh um, i had also been to south america with my grandfather those in the oh Atlantic. coffee coffee connection yeah was part of the coffee connection yeah so uh, so these were the two uh, content i mean i had already covered that the most you know remote places so i wanted to see uh, you know uh, europe that was like my at that time more than america or europe was a fixation i i come also from a you know someone who's interested in history and social history and literature and you know so uk and europe was like my uh, So yeah I think from I start... a I think from a travel standpoint America is not high up in the list for anybody <laughs> Yeah and I, I mean, maybe I, New York I Yeah I yeah and I and I think even as a child I didn't have this big american fantasy like a lot of fam- people in my family wanted to go study in the america you know I I somehow didn't have that fantasy the american uh, So I was more always I think had this whole Europe as my because i also was a literature student so a lot of uh, you know poetry that we read or books that we read everything had a 
Europe connection or a UK connection to it. And so this was a world that we grew up in and, you know, in our heads rather. So when I went to Europe for the first time, um, uh, you know, I chose countries, obviously, which was in my fantasy list, like Italy and, you know, uh, Germany, but more on the Rhine and all of that and Switzerland and Vienna. So I wanted to get that whole, you know, Europe uh, feel. But one thing that it triggered in me is that I love the way Europeans market their history. Like if even the smallest stone is so rich in history and they romanticize history. They give it so much importance. I mean, history is cool, you know. Whereas when you come to India, we have so much of history, so much of ruins, so much of stories around it. But Indian history is never cool. We, we'd love to go to a beach or we'd love to go to the forest or we'd like to climb mountains. And I'm not saying that that's not great. But then the history of India is, is amazing. I mean, every ruin says so much stories. And, and here I have to tell you a little bit here. So when I was in college, um, when I was studying in Bombay and Sophia's, uh, in my mass form, we I, like I told you, we used to do a photo. We had photography as one of our subjects, and we used to have this um, old cameras, you know, TPs and stuff like that. So we used to have a photography study tour, and they would take us to certain destinations once in a year to do these storytelling, and you know, to take photographs through and tell storytelling through it. And uh, we went to Badami, Aihole, Patadakal, Bijapur, and Hampi. Okay, and this I'm talking about in mid nineties. Hambi wasn't this big back in those days, right? I think it got even heard of him. Yeah, um, none of us, even we didn't hear, no one knew. And like again, I'm telling not you, not even in history just, books. No, not even in history books. We in Vijayanagar Empire. See, first of all, history books never talks about South India. Okay, <laughs> you, if you look at our history books in school, we only we have a chapter on. I, to my knowledge, I've had chapters on Ashoka. We then we go into Gupta and Chandragupta Maurya era. And then you go into the entire Delhi Sultanate and then the Mughal era and then the British freedom. There will be one Chotu paragraph on Vijayanagar and, and two sentences on Chola Chera other, but then one maybe one four lines on Vijayanagar Empire. That's it. They never South India never existed in our history. And and the fourth and someone who studied history till twelfth, I can tell you that in right. Okay. So so the thing is, no one knew about Hamdi. No one knew about Badami and Chalukyas and nothing. These were like a, a completely an unusual, uh, um, you know, um, I mean, it was a different world altogether. And I had no clue of the geography either. Forget the history. I didn't even know that this was close to Bangalore. This was an overnight drive from Bangalore. This could be visited from Bombay. The connectivity, nothing. It was in Karnataka. Clueless about the whole geography part of it either. So when I came back to Bombay and I was doing my television era and we, they told us to come up with content and come up with stories and come up with ideas, the first thing that I thought of is Humpy. Let's go cover Humpy. Let's go cover the Humpy Festival. Even then, in, in I'm talking about 99, 2000, even then Humpy was like completely clueless for Bangaloreans or localites. I mean, the place was flooded with foreigners, mostly from Goa. And in fact, my story, I had a, it was narrated through the eyes of a Britisher who was, this was a sixth or eighth visit at that time to Humpy. She knew more about Humpy than the guide we hired. 
and and there was no locals from bangalore in sight i mean there were obviously a lot of people and it was catering to a very hippie kind of a crowd at that time you know and now of course hampi is a different uh, place altogether but that was my point that the reason that when i came back from europe i said this we have so much of gems in our country and why are we not talking about these places why are we not exploring these places why are we not telling stories about these places and why can't we romanticize them why do they have to be some dreary dark and dingy monument with wars fought and lost you know and that is how i started traveling within india and started exploring um you know rural karnataka the hoysala temples the whole hoysala era started and then the chalukya fascination then chola pandya vijay all of these i started getting more and more excited and interested in these places i used to go to old jaina caves i used to go to very old temples i used to go to ruins i used to go to a lot of little little places and and everything doesn't have to be a, an ancient history and full of you know notes and dates and you know facts and it could be a lot of local flavor in it people stories in it storytelling woven into it and i i know a lot of prudists and a lot of historians would scorn at it but i am a travel writer i never claim to be an historian and i don't want to be one either i want to tell the eyes of his i mean of of an indian lady traveling through these various realms and reliving the past through storytelling and that whole charm of these destinations of course you bring in a historian's voice into it of course you bring in the facts and figures into it but this is not just a history class you want to bring in the local flavor you want to tell people stories through it as well yeah i went to college in middle of nowhere in virginia and one thing i noted was even the smallest of towns uh, they would just write you know historic blacksburg downtown or historic pembroke downtown uh, when the history was just i don't know 1800s we are talking about like 200 300 years of history yeah. but every single town had and and when i when i landed for the first time i was like oh i'm part of history uh, or you know i'm i'm in a historic downtown but then uh, it turns out that they write it for every downtown <laughs> true i just came back from um, uh, virginia i was in alexandria and i was in uh, charlottesville and uh, yeah did you go to jamestown no no when in charlottesville and we went to uh, alexandria and uh, we saw uh, i think george did a tour of george washington's house and thomas jefferson's house. but i'm just saying the way school kids are taken around the way they're so you know excited about it of course here also we do school excursions to places but nobody knows what is happening they're just like randomly you know i mean they're looking and running around but at least i think the pride has to come in you know we should feel proud we shouldn't go and damage property kids go and you know scribble on uh you know on idols and they just destroy we that's what we are taught unfortunately you know yeah i mean i'm sure you might have noticed growing up in india and visiting these places i used to think it's only in india but it's everywhere uh, damaging um, architecture yeah yeah absolutely because yeah. trying and putting out there that they were here first or saying somebody loves somebody or i was here i don't know what is that uh, thing but uh, i think in some countries now they punish uh, if you if you destroy yeah. yeah but like i said i think the unfortunate thing is in india we are never taught to be proud of our architecture or art or art history social history uh, we are just always kind of uh, 
made to feel like it is no big deal. It's boring, you know. And that I think is a book. That was the end of part one of my conversation with Lakshmi Sharath. Stay tuned for part two. Till then, peace.